Ruth Day. I'm your recovery coach, and I am here to empower, inspire, and motivate you to finding a better life. I'm here sharing my passion for recovery in hopes that it'll help you realize that you're not alone on this path and that there is hope and there is life after recovery. Hi, friends. Welcome to Recovery Month. Today, we are going to be talking about everybody's favorite fear. You know, I talked a few days ago about how courage isn't the absence of fear, but courage is doing something in the presence of fear or being afraid and doing it anyhow. Fear can be absolutely paralyzing. And one of the disguises fear wears is procrastination. So the next time you catch yourself scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or whatever your numbing behavior is, the thing that you do to sit still and not go out and and do the things that you know you should be doing. Sit for a minute, put down the distraction and sit with whatever is making you uncomfortable and find that thing that makes you really uncomfortable, the thing you're afraid of, the thing that's holding you back. And then take an honest look at it. You can notice how fear feels in your body. And again, with your brain, I mean, our brains are very useful tools, but they do a lot of things that mess us up. But there are some brain hacks. So one of the things that you can do when you're experiencing fear, fear in your body feels a lot like excitement. And this is why some people really enjoy roller coaster rides, because yes, it's fear, but it's exciting. And so the next time you're afraid and say you have to do something in front of a group or you have to have a conversation that you don't really want to have, say to yourself, wow, I'm really excited. And this is bringing in the power of the I am statements that we talked about yesterday. But instead of saying, I'm afraid, I'm scared, I'm excited. This is challenging. I've got this. And one of my favorite readings about fear is a poem by uh, J. Ruth Gelder in her book of qualities. And I've probably read this to you before, but I love it. So here it is again. Fear has a large shadow, but he himself is small. He has a vivid imagination. He composes horror music in the middle of the night. He is not very social, and he keeps to himself at political meetings. His past is a mystery. He warned us not to talk to each other about him, adding that there was nowhere any of us could go where he wouldn't hear us. We were quiet. When we began to talk to each other, he changed. His manners started to seem pompous, and his snarling voice sounded rehearsed. Two dragons guard Fear's mansion. One is ceramic and Chinese, the other is real. If you make it past the dragons and speak to him up close, it's amazing to see how fragile he is. He will try to tell you stories. Be aware, he is a master of disguises and illusions. Fear almost convinced me that he was a puppet maker and I a marionette. Speak out boldly. Look him in the eye. Startle him. Don't give up. Win his respect, and he will never bother you with small matters. So there's no way that we can live a life without fear. Fear is actually very useful. It's understanding what fear we have that is useful, that is keeping us safe, A useful fear would be when you are driving in really frightening road conditions, say in a very bad rainstorm, in a snowstorm where the roads are really slippery, you can't see well, whatever reason. What fear does 
is it brings you into a hyper focus and that's useful in some situations. So if you're driving and it's the traffic's really bad or the weather conditions are really bad and you feel afraid and I get this way if my kids are in the car especially, that hyper focus that ability to tune out everything else that's going on and focus on the task at hand is very helpful. But it's when fear takes over our life and we are afraid of just about everything and it paralyzes us and we procrastinate and we sit still and we don't do things that we know we have to do and we're not exactly sure why we're not moving. We just know that it is too hard to do it. And somewhere along the line, We got this programming downloaded into us that said that once we get ourselves together, that we're not going to feel fear, we're not going to feel stress, and we're just going to plateau and feel happy all the time. And one of the reasons that people drink that I drank was because I couldn't handle the feelings that life brought along, the things that paralyzed me, and drinking was just a great way not to experience those feelings. But peace of mind is not the absence of fear. It's not the absence of conflict from life. You get peace of mind from coping with and dealing with the things that life throws at you. So one of the ways to deal with fear, at least something that's easily identifiable and even something that that's not, is to change your body language, to come from a humped, shouldered, forward, making yourself small body posture, to bringing yourself up, coming into a power pose where you bring your legs wide, you bring your hands to your hips, you take some deep breaths, you say powerful I am statements. And then you do, you find that thing that you're afraid to do, whatever it is, and you take one small step towards it. You don't have to take over the world tomorrow. You don't have to file for divorce, sell the house, give up drinking, do all the things that you're afraid to do. You don't have to do them all in one day. What you do have to do is set some goals and make some steps towards those. And that's something I help clients with because setting those goals or even looking at those tasks can be overwhelming and that produces anxiety, which is fear of what's coming in the future. And one of the handy things about fear and anxiety, they let you view yourself as a victim. And once you view yourself as a victim, well, then it's really easy not to have to do anything. Well, I can't possibly do that because I don't have any power. I'm not in control of my life. So-and-so has control of this and I can't cope with that. So I'm going to have a drink. And that's it. That's an easy way to cope. The taking away the crutches, the facing the things that you're afraid to do, the finding the courage to find what fear is serving you and which fears are not, which fears are paralyzing you and keeping you still. Finding that clarity. Once you find that clarity, you can start to make steps to move forward. But it all starts with an awareness of your own thinking and of your own thoughts and Just how your mind is feeding itself. Is it feeding itself with fear? Are you afraid to move forward? So today, name something that you're afraid of. And doesn't matter how big it is. You don't have to start big. Start small. Do one small thing that frightens you today. Just one. And then maybe tomorrow that moves you in the direction towards another small thing you can do and maybe the next day you do something that's just a little bit bigger and if you can't do something the day after that then you forgive yourself and you get up and you try again 
because fear is always going to be there. And to think that there are people who are successful who live without fear is simply untrue and is doing a disservice to you. The people who are successful who have managed things have not done it because they do not have fear. They have done it in spite of their fear. So change your relationship with fear. Stop letting fear convince you that you are a puppet, that you are a victim. You are neither. You are in control. And if you need a hand finding some clarity with that, go to chatwithruth.com. We can have a 30-minute call. Get a little bit of clarity. But do one thing today, one thing that you're afraid of. Make it a small thing. Get that little hit of dopamine. Congratulate yourself. Use a positive I am statement. And I'm going to leave you with a quote with one of my favorite badasses, Jen Sincero. And what she said is, if you run away from your fears, they will follow you. If you run straight at your fears, they will get the hell out of your way. So take a run at one of your fears. I'm Ruth Day. I'm the Recovery Coach. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for spending part of it with me. Maybe you're in recovery. Maybe you're coming out of recovery. Maybe you're sober curious. Listen to this podcast. See what you think. If it resonates with you, hop on a call. Go to chatwithruth.com. Click the 30-minute clarity call and we can talk. I'm Ruth. I'm the Recovery Coach. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with me. We'll talk soon.